This is Helen's been talking about this movie for a long ass time. She would always say, You are my best friend, you are my only my friend. Only <laughs> 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 Just <laughs> randomly, I was like, What the hell are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Hello, fellow fumblers, and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast, the show where four, sometimes five, friends fumble through your favorite films. And tonight, we have some returning stars, Jordan and Helen. Today, we're reviewing Mary and Max, a movie directed by Adam Elliott and released in 2009. Without further ado, my name is Jay. Hello, I'm Jordan. Hey, it's Hi. James. <laughs> Hi, Helen. Hi, I'm Helen. <laughs> and I'm Taryn. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Script, but it, it wouldn't be the fumblers if we didn't fumble right out the gate. <laughs> For sure. Right on that. Okay. Everybody got a shot poured? Yeah, it. James. I mean, Peter, Will, get over here. They're going to take the shot with us. Nice. Oh, okay. Ooh, we got we got tons of guests. Guest shots. Tons of guest Party. shots. Love it. This is Jen, I'm afraid. You're shooting oh, Jen. Oh, jeez. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. hey. What's up, guys? My boys. What up? What's up, fellas? What's up? Cheers, y'all. We got fires. Cheers. 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 Wow. What is? I gave you like 10 seconds on it. And it was like two gulps. It was like two gulps. Dude, that was a chug. I I rewatched the replay. It was a chug. (laughs) What is that pink drink? It's like pink alcohol. I mean, it's vodka. It was horrible. It's a horrible mistake. Is it pink lemonade flavored? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a stomach ache waiting to happen. Yes. That's all alcohol. That's all alcohol. <laughs> That's right, brother. Okay, yeah. so Mary and Max, how many people have seen this before? I think just the guests. Just our guests. This is like one of my staple movies that I watched through college depression on like <laughs> a laptop in bed, just like like your head is sideways, the laptop is super close to you, and you're just like I could see that. But wow. I hadn't watched it in like a really long time. So it was nice okay. to travel backwards. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I forgot happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. It's, <laughs> it hits like just the same, but just in a different way, you know, because like we're older. And, I mean, since you and I watched it, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, so I had never heard of this movie until Jordan suggested it last week. And uh, yeah. I want to ask the biggest question that'll spoil it but i just need to know did james like this because everybody dies and it's sad <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna mention it like, like i was like okay all right when when somebody dies i'm like yeah there we go yeah, yeah. Was like, yeah. everyone should die and i'm like Here everyone you go. should die yeah um <laughs> i don't know i think we'll unravel that as we talk yeah a little That's bit, a but, but I think it's it's interesting. Like you watching this, I feel like this would be kind of an interesting movie to to watch at a younger age, and then come because because like you 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 get Mary's side of it sort of younger, and then you mm-hmm. get Max's side of it as you're older. Mm-hmm. How did how did it how does that feel? How does that feel? Did 
did did when you watched it again like recently did you did you reminisce on like your own personal growth in comparison to it does that make sense yeah like so i was worried when i watched when i rewatched it that like it wasn't going to age well because that's like a real you know yeah threat with a lot of movies that we like when we're younger when you rewatch them with like 2021 eyes you're like oh yeah. So it was like a little bit worse, <laughs> but I watched like it and I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." <I> like, <laughs> um, but I was like, so much of Max's side of it resonated with me, and I picked up on like so many of the things, mainly like the work it took for him to be a friend, like that was unseen by Mary. And I think that resonated with me way more this time, as opposed to like you were saying, James, like when I would watch it when I was younger, I think Mary was sort of the more resonant character yeah. for myself. But you, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that too. And also like Max, just like mad at humans for doing stupid things. It's like, literally yes like you know it's like <laughs> everything yeah. he cares about is normal and like the easiest thing that humans could just do to not do you know and mm -hmm. of course like the baby thing i completely forgot that that even existed and then when it like does that little fetus i was just like oh yeah and then i was just like <laughs> damn she's alone you know and then that mom brain kicked in where i was just like fuck damn <laughs> no yeah. for sure yeah i think it's really interesting like returning to this movie in a new phase of life and then i wonder how that will feel like even in further phases of life um and also i watched it with will for the first time like will had only it was his first time seeing it so like you know when you're watching it with somebody there's like this pressure like is this good yeah for sure yeah. oh no that's the worst kind <laughs> yeah. of pressure it's like, <laughs> you're watching them you want to see their reactions to it but you don't want to stare at them see if they're yeah. enjoying it you're just like <laughs> and he and he didn't play a video game while the movie was on so like that's a good sign you know nice. <laughs> yeah 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 for me it's like there was a lot of things that i wasn't expecting to see in like a claymation like this mm -hmm. and it kind of threw me off in a way but like the thing that i kept going back to and like i like mm -hmm. how you kind of brought up this dual uh side relatability but like some of these lessons like some of these things like you were saying of the things that max cares about that should be like normal can only really be taught in like this childhood story type of way like some people can only learn from this like very you know cut and dry like this is how this is a thing that should be cared about or whatever kind of story um and it, which is weird because the themes are like so adult and like the, the like the visuals are so adult i mean the later half of the movie when mary starts like trying to kill herself and stuff was just like crazy yeah i just i was just totally thrown off yeah i think the really interesting thing about this film is like you know a lot of animations and clay animations like claymations are geared towards children and center around friendship right so that's like a very like childhood centric ideas you know your friends are really important to you when you're young and this movie takes that center of friendship and expands it in an adult way but also like a lifetime way right like what does it mean to be somebody's friend for decades right what does it mean to be somebody's friend and fail them at certain points 
and mm-hmm. come back, right? And so I think the clay the the claymation aspect of it really hits on that because friendship is like this sort of you know, it's sort of it's universal. Malleable. Yeah, like it's universal and it's malleable and often it's it's geared towards children, but friends, you know, like are really important in adult lives and really important as you age. And so I think it's really interesting that they use this very like childlike or whimsical medium to explore like very, very deep themes of friendship and like intense scenarios of friendship, right? Like usually in a claymation when two friends fight, it's about nothing that serious, you know what I mean? And this is like about identity and like this person's personhood and understanding so i really actually appreciated it this revisiting it now Mm. yeah Yeah, maybe i that whole part about their like fight and like when they stop i'm like you know i don't know it hit me like (laughs) so hard i'm so sad because like you know you can hurt people in so many ways you may know you're doing you may not you may lose friends you know may whatever but like in a sense like that where she's just like researching and doing this stuff and like really not understanding that she's like hurting the person who like cares about her most and then you're just like wait fuck make the decision to like what's more important you know i was just like oh my god and also like just friendship fights are like five million more times harder than relationship fights you know (laughs) they hurt they hurt so much more because like i don't know they just do you know yeah well i think one of the ways (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like one of the ways friendship fights hurt more is because usually um like when you fail your friend it's just like a mistake you make you know what i mean like it's an oversight on your part or you're not really thinking about it whereas it's like your partner in life you're kind of constantly thinking about them and so if you're fighting like it's probably pretty clear what you're fighting about right like and so, yeah. and I think this movie does a really good job of that because, you know, we see Max really struggling the whole time through this friendship, like her letters trigger him yeah. and he has to learn to be her friend. Like, what does it mean? Because he really wants, like, you know, it's like one of his goals in life is to make a friend, but he really wants this friendship and he really cares for her, but it's like hard on him. But Mary doesn't even know any of that, you know, a whole world away she doesn't know that every time max gets a letter he's you know having a panic attack and so she inadvertently hurts him partially because you know she makes an uninformed decision but also because she doesn't really know like the the, that backstory and that's so Mm -hmm. true with like friendships like we don't really as close as we are to one another we don't know like what it really feels like to be that person so when we hurt them, it's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like a total, just like a mistake, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I love so much is <clears throat> each character going through so much to stay friends and like be a good friend to each other, but neither of them know like what's going on or whatever. Like mm-hmm. him going through all the panic attacks and like trying to get over that was like such a big deal in his life, but she like didn't know about it. And then like the other way too is like she's learning all this stuff and he doesn't know. And it's just like, you never know and what you like, guys are doing for each other it's good shit yeah because like i mean for friendships you have to work to keep them you know like with a relationship it's just like always ongoing or you know whatever you see them every day but like i don't know you have to work to like see that person or call that person it's like 
I don't know, it's more work and it's like you have to care more because it's not just like happening every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Taryn, if you're on the same... Yeah, I was just going to say, oh. I forgot. Never mind. <laughs> it's gone. Okay. Um, yeah, the the sacrifice part, right? It It was like double-sided. There was the whole like you know, she was inadvertently hurting him by, like, getting really deep into studying this and, like, you know, trying, I think, trying to understand maybe him or his feelings more, but without going through him in that aspect. And then the other side of it where, like, we see her growing up and she's, like, finding joy in the things that she's able, like, can have and is able to have. And she's, like, clearly in, like, a bad you know, circumstance at home or semi bad and they don't have much. And she like has, you know, has to make toys and stuff like that. And she has this opportunity to like change her life by being able to publish this book and like, you know, garner like a next level and she throws it all away. Right. And, yeah. uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's telling of her character, I guess, but it's also like that same duality of I could change my life, but, I hurt this person and I care too much for them to like even consider that as an option, you know? Mm -hmm. I think like to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. And again, like coming back to this movie, I think one of the things that was resonant is like, so in this era of COVID and the separation, right? Like maintaining friendships between space right and so that's essentially what they're doing this whole time they're like maintaining this friendship between space and they can't really be there to better one another's lives right like they can't physically be in the same space to better their lives but the act of like knowing that there's somebody who is waiting for your letter or who's caring for you like really makes a difference in their lives and then to go back to sort of what you were saying like that is the essence of friendship and that's sort of what she makes that sacrifice for because in the end spoiler alert she never really gets to meet him and so like their whole their whole experience is offering each other just the knowledge that somebody else cares and i think that's like an interesting way of looking at friendship in you know like i said like a covid era where you know previously we're very used to like seeing our friends and really physically being there for our friends and what does it mean to like maintain a friendship when you can't physically be there for your friends? So I don't know. I think there's so much like poignant stuff in this little claymation movie. Yeah. Like COVID stuff yeah. is super interesting. Cause like, even if like now we have like instant ways of getting a hold of people and like, can't imagine waiting like days and days for a letter to come back. You're like, yeah. Did they even write back? Go back. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. in a way, that's kind of better because you're like, I have to be around and alive and this to wait for the letter. You know, it's not just like ding, ding, ding. They stopped, you know, and like I know right the second that they're not writing back and their phone is in yeah. their fucking pocket, you know? <laughs> I feel like it's like, I don't know, it's maybe like more fun. Yeah. There's like it's just an amount totally of care. different yeah that that's like oh. i don't know it's just like a total disconnect now though like you i don't know just just like the instant gratification of like our society now and just the damn post office <laughs> <laughs> coming in the chat yeah it's like i don't know like but I, it, it, it I... had to be it had to be placed in that era because 
to be honest, it just wouldn't hit. It just would not. It, this movie could not be the the idea of that story. I mean, I mean, you could bring it into that COVID like era kind of thing, but like it it just wouldn't hit the same because you literally are one <laughs> one button away from anybody yeah. in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see a 2021 version of two people just FaceTiming for like a week. And then I answer. At the beginning beginning of COVID, me and like Lauren and Stephanie and stuff would like literally send each other like packages, you know? And that was also so nice because it's not just like a letter, but it's like a letter and this picture and this little collage and like all these other things that someone took the time to like prepare for you. And it just like Mm -hmm. is so sweet. Way more thoughtful than just like a hello text or something yeah, yeah and, a, and a gif which was such a cool part of the movie like the way that they shared the chocolate back and forth like the yeah. weird like chocolate ants or like you know different types of chocolate and like that chocolate sharing <laughs> he's all you want one and that mom gets home <laughs> yeah and i think another thing that's like you know mary is this character who's kind of a little bit serious because she is you know like an only child and has like very um she's adult parents who are going through a lot and then max is sort of this character this adult character who's kind of a little bit childish right like the way his understanding of the world um i wouldn't say it's childish but a child could really relate to the way that he breaks down the world right and so it is like really interesting how going back to the male like the male thing that medium lets them sort of like share those similar parts of their personality like they're meeting at a sort of a middle ground and if it were today and they were facetiming you know mary would see the way that she was stressing her him out or maybe she would get like freaked out about this like older dude right like all of that stuff (laughs) that anonymity that like they were able to maintain, even though he did send her a picture right away. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't tell her too, his yeah. age. Yeah. But I'm thinking. I'm. I'm thinking. Like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, "So our friend Jacob went viral on TikTok um, for a prison pen pal uh, oh, fucking yeah. thing." Oh um, yeah. His TikTok has like a million views, but basically, there's this website where you can. Uh, pen pal a prisoner and kind of just talk to them because they're going to be in prison and yeah um but like i don't know there was he his video got featured on a youtube channel that tends to bring up problematic things in internet culture and stuff like that you know like i don't know did did mary's mom do the right thing by throwing away that letter (laughs) Like in this, what was it, the seventies? Yeah. I don't like, know how different that would be, is, but now I'd be like, "What yeah, the fuck are you doing?" I know, like, like I was like, yeah. I almost felt like she didn't do anything wrong because, I don't know, it is it, like you do have to worry about that thing. That's what's that's what's kind of weird about this is because like, when you realize that he has Aspergers later on in the movie, that's when like the innocence gets put back into it. But when he's talking about like condoms and like this weird <laughs> shit, you're like, what is happening? Like, I was like, this is yeah. kind of weird. I was like, this is kind of weird. But like, it, it becomes clearer later. It, it, is it an inappropriate relationship? What do you guys 
What do you guys you know, think? <laughs> that's, that's so interesting because I never, so what I noticed this time, what I noticed this time is like that they do take a while to get to the reveal of the actual diagnosis of Asperger's. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the movie does a pretty good job of like setting up Max's character and you understand that he's not threatening. While you might not have yeah. the actual diagnosis of what's happening, like his neuroatypical makeup like you you get that he is sort of an outcast and then you know that mary's an outcast and you know that they're sort of like from their shared hobbies of the wobbits or whatever like you you kind of understand that i don't well. know i never i never yeah. thought of it as creepy and maybe that is like i maybe that's naive just... of myself but no, i never no, thought of no, it no, maybe i'm just too cynical and i'm just like <laughs> i'm like watching it too literal and like too focused but i think maybe like in retrospect like talking it out like it's i i think there's there's the stigma that people who have mental disorders are always threatening that's always like a big problem like you always hear about like i don't know some psychopath killing people and like you, you always have that i i don't know i don't think people have that fear in the back of their head but there's that always that negative stigma towards them so maybe this movie in retrospect when i'm thinking about it kind of like changes the narrative a little bit where you know yeah some people with mental uh i don't i don't know if you would call it disability or whatever well, but um they they're they just have their quirks and 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 people tick and talk differently i guess <laughs> yeah well Max's character really falls into a really important moment in history. And if you think about like the context of it being written in 2009 and why it takes place when it does, I think the male thing, obviously, but also like he, if you, if you notice his relationship with his um, psychiatrist, his therapist, they're treating him like there's like something about him that is wrong and needs to be cured. And that's yeah. because autism and Asperger's syndrome weren't really understood in the way that they are now, right? And so he's kind of like, he, he exists in this time that there is some development and that's when they reveal his diagnosis when uh, psychiatry kind of catches up to his diagnosis. Right, he, he I think he ends up uh, mentioning that it's a new thing, right? Like he, yeah. he even, yeah. like it's like, oh, it's like this new thing. Yeah. But he does a wonderful job advocating for himself no matter what the psychiatry yeah world is doing right like so when he's being sort of undermined he's constantly saying like you know i like myself like in little ways like in those letters he's like mm -hmm. i don't need a cure or i like that i'm like this and i think that was a really interesting part about this because you get to think of max as a character before his diagnosis and as somebody yeah. who has the wherewithal to really advocate for himself in a world that is like constantly pushing him down, you know? Right. So I think that's why like her book hurt him so much because she literally uses those words. Like, you know, I'm on doing the research to find a cure. And like in her letter was like, yeah. here's a copy of my first book. I hope we can find a cure soon when he's been so transparent about like, I'm fine. You know, like this is yeah. just who I am. And it's like, girl. Yeah. yeah. And they even visualize it with, what the scene where he's sitting on the bench at the for the bus stop or whatever and the candy lands in his hand one of those candy hearts and it says like love yourself first or something like and it kind of reminds him you know and i think that going back to the medium of claymation it makes it 
a little easier to like convey those things like the you know eight-year-old talking to like a 44-year-old part like that's easier to do in claymation i feel than it would be live action and have the same impact yeah when i think about that but i feel like that's true like so well i think a similar movie like little miss sunshine does a similar thing where she has a very strong dynamic with a male older figure but that's her grandma a grandpa um and so i think like jay's exactly right like that's the way that they link these two characters is by like making them harmless through this medium you know Uh, claymation uh, makes either of them really harmless and i think uh, we also know from mary's perspective that she's like constantly trying to change herself and so it makes her whole her whole thesis make a lot of sense like you know from her story that she's been in this pursuit to like normalize herself so that's exactly what she comes to this you know thesis about max and his neuroatypical way with and so max really offers her the space to be like maybe you don't have to change maybe it's fine that you have a birthmark the color of poop on your face (laughs) like you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and then when you do save your whole life to try to change your appearance, you know, you're still going to have mm-hmm. poop on your foot and someone's still going to laugh at you because people mm-hmm. still... Yeah. yeah. That's such a I... good catch, Jordan, the poop on the foot versus the poop on the head. You know, like, she can't <laughs> escape it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's um, I thought that the... The col- so the colors, right? When you're introduced to Mary, which is kind of like the ma- the majority of the opening of the movie, mm-hmm. there's whites, blacks, browns, these kind of like mid tones, earth tones, right? And when you're introduced to Max, everything is black and white. Almost everything, I should say, is mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-hmm. And as he gets mail from her, right? She's like literally putting color into his life via like mm-hmm. the chocolates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then his tongue is like bright red. Yeah, I couldn't really pin that down. Like, did you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, I think that there's three color, there's three overall colors. There's like the sepia of Mary, there's the black and white of Max, and then there's red that connects both of them. So that vibrant red will be in either um, world. Like the chocolate, maybe the tongue for the tongue. Oh, because the little pom poms red, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she made the pom pom and sent it to him. And she has her barrette. Maybe, yeah. But what maybe about his tongue maybe being his tongue red? Maybe his red because... He loves to eat. Sh- that's kind of what they share is, like, the chocolate, right? I don't know. Some mm-hmm. kind of shit like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like we're in Mary's world. We're in Australia. <laughs> we like Sepia. And then I did red lips because I wanted to hey, be the Wow. That's not where I I'm thought you were going. Them. The sherry, yeah. The sherry. What did, what yeah. did you guys... How did you guys feel? I feel like... I don't know the one of the weaker parts for me is like just just the the eating thing like like what was it what was it that what was it that was so important that they had to have him also have like a eating disorder on top of everything else what 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 was the what was the significance of that I can speak to that <laughs> I've been speaking a lot <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm I'm here to listen. I'm enjoying listening yeah, to you guys talk. Actually, I'm I'm fine with that. So there's when you're uh when you're so like he has this neuroatypical aspect of himself, which we later discover is Asperger's, right? So he 
neurologically is different than, you know, the, the norm. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you know, it's very difficult for you to fit in to the normal discourse, to the culture, to the majority culture. And so right. they pair that with his physicality. His physicality is also against the norm, right? Like this weight thing is also against the norm. And people are constantly trying to tell him, like, you know, like to fix this other thing. And so it's a way to marry the... Um, the, the, the inner character the with the outer yeah the inner yeah. character and the outer character and it's a way to show that like he is very much so an an outcast and mary has a similar thing with her you know with her birthmark that she's very insecure about it's this yeah. physical thing that sets her apart from everyone else and then she also has like a very isolated childhood or a very isolated existence so she feels kind of set apart so it's a way to say that these two characters have in some ways very similar experiences both on the inside and the outside even though they're completely different from one another yeah because i could argue that i mean i could also just say that like max not only has these two things it's like mary has like her parents and her childhood her like birthmark and then her husband like leaving her for like a man like another man in like another mm-hmm. country or whatever you know like nothing's going for her either (laughs) i also took it as like that was a way that he coped with his like reality of not having eating yeah eating uh, to like stay busy and like have you know joy yeah yeah exactly i i i vibe with that for sure i do that i do that i'm gonna go eat right now shit um well, i was like okay that makes sense i i i i think it hearing that makes it makes it more cohesive it makes it it makes the themes flow better in my head because i for so i don't know for some reason it, it just like flew over my head just that part for some reason i was just like huh it's like what is what is what is the meaning of this that makes sense yeah. that's good cool <laughs> and there's like a little nod to again to Mary's character where, you know, we learn that she enjoys condensed milk as like dessert, right? Ooh, so, yeah. Like the subtext is that candy is probably harder for her to come by, yet she gets it and gives it to Max, right? Mm. Like that's just another sacrifice she makes to like want him to have a piece of, of well, that sounds weird, have a piece of her culture and you know yeah. have that experience together so with the tongue being red it's starting to make a lot of sense in my head now well because mm. they're sharing food and they're sharing words and i also think you know mary being mm. young when you're very little it doesn't hold the same kind of like cultural connotations that it does so when you're young you can really eat based on what you enjoy like you're free to like really only eat what you like to eat and then as Chicken you get nuggies. older yeah, exactly. And then as you get older, you start to like embody your culture and food has way more meaning. And Max kind of still exists in the space where he eats what he enjoys, right? And yeah. so it's another thing that like ties these two characters together. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> He's like, I invented the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Um, yeah, so the something that jumped out at me early on, but like only got better um, 
was just the writing of the movie, how these things were in movies. They say a lot of the times you want to show, don't tell. Right. But in this movie, they kind of do both. They show and they tell. And it was a really cool way to like mix up that kind of dynamic, but also present the story to you. Mm-hmm. And then it like doubled down as a way for Max's character to like, you know, what we've learned about Asperger's thus far is like, these people are like really, they're special and they have like, you know, where they're lacking maybe in some areas, they're like exorbitantly high in others, right? And we see this kind of where Max, when Max is writing, he writes really fast and the words that he uses are like beautiful. Like the phrases that he makes, it, even if there's quirky things in them, innocently quirky things in them, they're like masterfully written. Yeah. Which kind of paralleled the movie in some ways. Like, the jokes that they use, the timing of the humor, like there was a lot of really, just really, really good writing. But to see him kind of more or less at the wheel of the of the typewriter and, and in his like flow state where he felt, you know, calm or in like in it, right, was really cool. And those scenes, I don't know, they they struck a different chord for me, I guess. It was just cool to see that. Yeah, which I'm curious to ask you is like how you felt about the score because I feel like a lot of what you're talking about kind of marries like the music in the film like you know so Mary and Max both have distinct music but when he's sitting down at the typewriter like very specific music is playing and it's sort of like oh captures when, he, that, like, when he did that mm-hmm. one thing dude he's playing yeah. a lot yeah. with it that yeah. was so good yeah he's playing with it and it captures yeah it captures his like sort of master his mastery of that medium you know right i to answer you i i think yeah uh something i realized watching this is like okay visually these movies are extremely like artisanal to make already with all the different we've talked about this a lot but all the different (laughs) types of art that you have to do to get this on screen but i think what might be even more important or at least as important is the sound. Like the sound, not only the sounds that are happening as the characters are doing stuff, but the soundtrack, like you're saying. The score was, I don't know, it was powerful, especially when they would repeat to the song that we had on earlier where it's that piano, like, Dude, it's it's so good. good. It's really good and it hits in all the right <laughs> ways at the right times. Alan, do you remember mm-hmm. I used to have that? One of us had it on like our playlist. We'd be like at a party and it would just like, do, 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 do. Like, that's, that's where I noticed it from, probably. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> Helen's cool. been talking about this movie for a long ass time. She would always say, You are my best friend. You are my only my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Just randomly. And I was like, What the so hell are you talking happened? about, bro? <laughs> So when that happened, I was like, oh shit, I forgot that I used to say this all the time in that horrible accent that me and Miranda used to do. And I just got like flashbacks to every time I've ever said it. Yeah, yeah, you would say it all the time. You're my best friend. You're my only friend. (laughs) We got stuck in that accent and Jay wanted to move. So funny. I love that. I think it's so funny when you guys do that shit. It's, it's, yeah. it's worst. Nightmare. I don't hate it, but after like forty six hours, <laughs> we're like, oh, no. we can't stop. <laughs> oh, Speaking of like the accent and like stuff like that, the voice acting was fucking phenomenal in this movie, dude. All right, do you want to do you want to hear the card I've been holding on to that I just found out like moments <laughs> before hitting on this 
podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mary is Tony Collette. I never fucking knew. How is Tony Collette and everything I've ever loved ever? Oh, and the last Tony review, last review yeah, you were on, the... Tony Collette. Oh my God, hereditary. Yeah. yeah. Every time we have wow, Tony Collette, you're that. back. You're back on. Yeah. Welcome to the film fumbler verse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but dude, Tony Collette. Tony Collette is. Is this purely, your second movie, like... Jordan? What's yeah. the other one you did? Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh Hamilton. What are we watching Hamilton. in the Heights? What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Dude, but Tony yeah. Tony Collette is just amazing, and I I genuinely have watched this movie like six times. Never like thought to think about who was in it, because I kind of think that like when you have an animation, the characters get to exist, right? Like they get to be like separate from the actors who are them, unless it's Bob from Bob's Burgers, and it's just so clear who he is <laughs> yeah. and everything, right? Like in animations, like you know the character is very separate from the actor. So I never like looked it up, and today I was like. Oh, I should probably look up something about this movie that I'm supposed to talk about. And that was <laughs> bring in a hard hitter. Yeah, Dude, man, that's that what you for the podcast. You're like, let me do some quick research real quick. Dude. And that's I mean, what I saw. That, that, I also say that like the first half or a third of the movie, they barely talk. Like, you yeah, know, when mm-hmm. she's really little, like it's just like, mm, like it's just like noises. Mm-hmm. And I like. Yeah, yeah she doesn't come in for a while, Tony Collette. Yeah. yeah. But, Until she gets mm-hmm. older. So like, yeah. and then that's like another thing. It's like timeline goes timeline goes weird wild she's like eight right when she starts yeah, messaging no. him and then all of a sudden she's in college and then having a child getting married like i'm like what what is the the timeline it's felt like a so weird yeah. it felt weird it felt felt sort of strange i didn't know that her neighbor that guy that she married was, was a child? Yeah. I thought he was an, an older man. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is... I was, I was really like, confused. Damn. I was like, she's got a thing for, for older men. I was like, that's cool, whatever. Do it. Go ahead. This guy should probably be in jail. But it was weird, yeah. That that part like threw me off. I was like... Me too. Oh, wait, he's he's her age, too. So that made sense. But then... like I mean, it, just, it, it, it happened quick. But I guess... It's tricky because they look the same she her face just got longer right. and she got older you know like nothing yeah. changed much well and they made him like i think about the times he looks like elvis a little bit you know in that like college age but i didn't really get that when he was young i i just took him for like a he's like mowing the, the grass and shit do you do that at eight years old <laughs> i don't fucking know well i in in claymation yeah i don't know you could do anything sure also, like eight-year-olds mowed grass before yeah. the internet. Yeah, like we they could have seventies, and they could have made a made a little short. I don't know, made a different model for that part of the movie. Well, maybe. I think the timeline is the reason why the timeline is so stretched out is because Max has this friendship with her. His goal is to make a friend in his life, but it stresses him out so much, and he literally ends up in a mental hospital, and he has a murder case on him because his air conditioning drops on somebody and he wins a, like a lot of things happen to him right <laughs> yeah and then you know like mary grows up and she has her life and so it's kind of to show like that's kind of what happens in all friendships whether you stay connected or not like all of this crazy shit just happens to you and sometimes you have to like go back to friendships or you know you have a friend the whole time but you're like evolving on these different like story arcs you know yeah I loved when they showed 
like all the things that happen to Max, and he's just like, yeah, everything's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all his favorite <laughs> clips. Yeah. Yeah, it's that funny. was great. <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, full disclosure, I guess Jordan fell asleep when we watched it originally, but then she watched the rest of it today. So I saw a little bit of it again, and I noticed something already. When uh, they talk about how Max gets the letters and like laminates them, irons them, and stuff, they're like the narrator says, and then he files them in a special place, and Max's eyes look up at the ceiling, oh, but you don't mm-hmm. learn that that's where they're filed till the end, right? Ah. And that's ah. that's such a crazy. That's good because I kind of thought yeah. that came out of nowhere at the end. I was like, wait, what the fuck? How did he? I don't know. Yeah, but that makes it, a lot of sense. I like that. Dude, but then they find that when he's dead, when he's dead, the the cops go into his house and they find all those letters, and then it's like turns into he's he's like a freaking murderer. Mary's like, suspect okay. number one. Yeah, but I'm I'm prepared he's to make like, like a broad statement no. about James Rodriguez right now. <laughs> <laughs> blanket statement, blanket me, fam. blanket statement. I think James has problems with movies that have strong aesthetic to them right where it's like if it takes you out of the real world aesthetic james is already like suspicious it's not real <laughs> like, he's like, this is totally unrealistic <laughs> and so he's like the cops yeah. aren't going to that house yeah, ever I... they don't he's, yeah. he's, bro they're going over there they have to like mary's not a call one, right? one eventually she might get all the what letters she and then call let, no, the, even... let the one-eyed cat and the parrots eat his body like oh. like she thought happened earlier in the movie. Like, oh, I know. No, I, I only said that just... just, just <laughs> I don't really actually believe it. Like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I feel like yeah. this is Beetlejuice all over again. But, like, Beetlejuice, I'll give James a little bit. So, for context, James had never seen Beetlejuice. And then, like, we watched it as, like young adults together and like james's le- like when the movie ended james was like well that was fucking stupid what <laughs> yeah. Damn. and so oh, i'll give get the cringy dancing oh my god it's the so worst I'll... thing i've ever seen i'll give I mean... james beetlejuice like it's kind of rough to like when you grew up watching something and then you rewatch it as an adult, you're like, all right, that was kind of stupid, but I will not give you this one. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't spoken my piece and uh, we're not there yet. <laughs> Everybody just comes out swinging on James. We, yeah, we could, we could duke it out at the after show. <laughs> uh, just to touch back a bit on the voice acting. Yes. Um, so Max is played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I did not recognize him in the fucking slightest. And we j- literally just watched a movie that he's in called The Master. Yeah. And Tell it didn't help at all. Tell me what else he's in. The Big Lebowski, uh, the, which I also watched Butler recently. In the Big Lebowski. From Roseanne? No. No. Okay. I'll just Google it. He's in a few, a handful of things. He's also dead now, so RIP. But um, yeah, he... I couldn't recognize his voice like at all, and it it was crazy. Yeah, dude, that's what I was like. Fuck, we gotta go back to the voice acting because I have to gush about this man. That's three movies I watched with him in the last like week or two, and I'm like, this guy is fucking got it, dude. I'm like, now I'm like sad. Like, I mean, obviously, death is sad, but I was like, fuck, man. Like, this guy had something fucking good. Yeah. Even yeah. voice acting, dude. He fucking took this so seriously. I saw like a clip of an interview where he. 
he was talking about like why he took it and he was just like t i don't know talking about all the themes of friendship and like how everyone needs like these connections and stuff and i was like they got the right guy for this and he did a really good fucking job <laughs> yeah huh. yeah he's a hell of a, he was a hell of an actor and he i, I think he had like a coke problem which yeah. was part heroin. of heroin heroin part of him yeah. uh leaving us so soon but go ahead helen what were we gonna say well, he's the most prominent, like, so as Jordan pointed out earlier, like Mary is very soft spoken, especially in the early part of the film. But Max really carries us through like the voice of Max and him narrating his own story. Mm -hmm. And that's the His letters are so much thing. longer. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the true power of this movie is that the man who is autistic, who has so much, who's, who lives so isolate, right? Like he is the person who carries us through this story. He's the voice we hear, right? So, like, I think that's one of the things that makes this movie so, like, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, doing that voice, like Taryn is saying, is just, like, really perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I also read that he was on another production of, like, a play or something while they were doing this movie. So he literally recorded all of his lines into fucking Skype. Can you believe that? Oh, my God, really? Yeah. In 2009? Why does Probably. Skype sound like shit every time we try to use it? <laughs> exactly, dude. That's <laughs> what a business saying. class That's what I was account. Saying. I don't know. It's because you're not it's doing... <laughs> you are my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're not supposed oh, to happen. Dude, his um, voice is just good. Like, in that interview, his voice is literally how he sounds in The Master, which I thought was, like, a fake voice. That's just how he fucking sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was listening for, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, masterful. And I, I think as we watch more movies, and I, this is going to sound, like, dumb and, and stupid of me, but I'm just going to say it. Like, I had this notion of, like, oh, actors are always, like, just, like, models basically like pretty people to look at on the screen but like no there's when someone is really good like really really good and deep at acting it's like more beautiful than any like outside thing could be you know and he kind of had <laughs> i'm not saying that he was ugly like i don't want to shit on the guy who's you know dead now but like he was a hell of an actor and he didn't if you saw him walking on the street and you didn't know who he was like you wouldn't really look twice at him you know and that's just um, something I think I need to break of this like <laughs> model bullshit. Well, Helen Bon Helena Bonham Carter, you know, you know, classic. Yeah. She has this really good interview talking about doing voice acting versus like, you know, live action acting. And she talks about how like voice acting is so liberating. Because like when you go in and you're doing it, you're still acting. You're still like in that space, but you're not tied down to what you're physically what you, yeah, you don't have to worry about like. what you're you... doing and on your face and everything. Yeah. well and you don't have to worry about how culture has dictated who you are physically so for actors mm -hmm. there's like you know the character actors and there's like the you know the starring roles and so a lot of people who are like deemed as these character actors really shine in these like starring roles or like you know what i mean like in, in this case we can see how philip seymour hoffman maybe had some relation to this character but also not much at all and was able to embody him without having to actually think of his own physicality so it's like this freedom from your actual physicality so i think sometimes in voice acting we see like some of the strongest 
acting talent because what you physically look like and what that has been dictated to mean in our culture is removed, right? Like you're able to just sort of respond yeah. to the role in front of you. So that's an amazing point. Yeah, that's super, that's super interesting because I feel like when these like newer video games or like animated things come out where the models in the game or in the movie are modeled after the actor is playing them. I yeah. get so fucking mad. I'm just like, come There's on. There's plenty of amazing voice actors. Why the fuck are you getting blah, 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 whatever, you know? But yeah, that and like taking away from like, why don't we just Oral create from an original Ned. thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, no, it's really cool to see these, like, and you're absolutely right, like, these voice acting gigs are, like, the way that we probably see the most real acting of these people, because there's literally no eyes on them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, there's an amazing, like, you know, on Twitch, there's an amazing group of people that play dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons, and they're all voice actors, and it's, like, so, so <laughs> good because of it, you know? Yeah. They like truly embody these characters and it makes it that much more special. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's, uh, we're kind of getting towards the end of the end of the Shout out some more voice acting? Yeah, go ahead. The narrator, dude. What's his, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Barry Humphreys. That shit was perfect too, man. I was like, is that Michael Caine? Yeah. No, no, no. Is that Anthony Hopkins? I don't know who the fuck is this guy. I don't even. I don't no, it's 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 um. Barry Humphreys. Isn't, aren't they a drag? Isn't isn't it a drag queen? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Oh maybe. Yeah. Isn't he uh, from England or something? Oh Australian. Makes sense. So it's Tony. This Collette. is an Australian so production, right? Like this this whole right. Right. movie was made in. Every Australia. time I remember that Tony Collette is Australian, it freaks me out. She is? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that. that's her real ass voice wow. in this movie. Is like yeah. her real accent, yeah. Oh, wow. That is wild. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, also, Eric Bana is um, Mary's... Damien, Mary's... Yeah, and, like, that's kind of, like, he's always, like, you know, the handsome one. So he yeah. kind of plays, like, this, like, the <laughs> handsome one, but with a stutter. You know what I mean? So it's kind of... Yeah. Right. <laughs> we all got something... But yeah. I'm going to stay on Damien because my mom texted me this question and I see it at the bottom of Jay's notes about the baby. And I'm like, it's Damien and Mary's baby. She seduces him in that, you know, after they're married in that room and then they get pregnant and then you see the fetus when she's actually killed herself. And then she has the baby a year later and then takes him. Yeah, I guess I told like literally <laughs> like, at the last note in my notes is who is the baby. I literally... <laughs> must have missed that because <laughs> when she shows up to, in new york with the baby i was like what the fuck like it's quick and it's small dude it's small i was like wait was that a baby and i was like that, yeah they'll address it as it is and then obviously it's like yeah. alive take, and on her back and whatever. i'm gonna take it back to what james brought up with like the timing of this movie and how it jumps from like childhood to her adult life that's how life is childhood <laughs> take fucking forever and then everything else is like <laughs> Boom, boom, oh, boom, shit, boom. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Good gonna catch guys. up. Now we have a baby. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Old. <laughs> I did not expect to feel these feels, huh? Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's not um, Yeah, so the... Uh, going along with that, the end of the movie, like... I... 
I was like coping with the fact that like, okay, we just saw her try to like kill herself and then now she's like, okay, she's gonna do this thing, she's gonna go and visit him. Surely there cannot be any more sad things. And then there is probably the most sad thing. But she's but not it's even still like, beautiful. Bad, but she's like not yeah. But it's still beautiful. Which is like the entire vibe of the movie is like sad but beautiful, right? Like right. everything. All of it. And I sitting there with Jordan asleep by my side, I was like in a world of like whoa like you know, I was just thrown for like for it all and I I kinda of decided whether I should like be very glad that we watched this or like weep uncontrollably and it was maybe a mixture of both at the end of the night. But go it's, for it. It's so beautiful because I think, you know, and this is all conjuncture. Like I haven't had somebody extremely, extremely close to me die. But I, I from knowing people who have had that experience, I think a lot of times there's a regret for not being able to express yourself fully to them, like how much you love them, right? And so the beautiful thing about this, the way that this movie ends on a happy note is that like Max expresses the fullness of his appreciation for Mary, right? In those, you are my best friend, you are my only friend, right? And so in some ways, even though it's really sad, it's also like... Bittersweet. And the happiest thing that we could ever hope for in this life that like we mm. can die having told the people we love how much we love them, right? Like, that's kind of yeah. all, all we get and to then, do. Yeah. But then also, like, you know, being, like, in our age of, like, oh, we got to do this, and then we got to do this, and then it's, like, always on trying to do the next thing that we're supposed to be doing. Like, the anticipation of finally reaching that point is, like, you know, you're going to be disappointed, you know, like no matter what, like it's, life is never going to be like that. So it's almost like their whole relationship stayed there and was always this like beautiful thing that like, you know, she didn't go and like the anticipation of finally meeting him in real life couldn't go bad because they didn't mm-hmm. get to have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, think... it... Go ahead. Go. Sorry. The relationship remained pure because it wasn't sullied by any sort of physical interaction, right? Like, who knows what would have happened when they actually physically met because maybe it would have been really overwhelming for Max or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah. And none of that, you know, kind of interrupted. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like when you said his ability to express himself the way that he can to the fullest extent to her was through this, through these letters, through writing, it probably wouldn't have been as impactful to us, the mm-hmm. audience, if they did meet physically because he, I mean, you know, if it followed like suit, he should have been super overwhelmed and like probably couldn't have made the most of that. And in some ways, like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, it's like kind of like told in this childlike child book fairy tale kind of way. And the ending, even though it's sad, is still like I don't know, fairy tale ending in a way. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, whimsical. Yeah, like, also- he literally died that yeah. morning. It's like little too perfect but it's just like it works you know it's good yeah yeah i and also like the whole thing where like he writes her a bunch of letters about how he feels about the book coming out and throws them away and keeps trying and then ends up just sending the m which is like even more impactful than any of the words he probably wrote anyways Mm -hmm. but like that's us like in our day it's like murder (laughs) 
you can have you know all of your your thought out responses to a fight over text because you can do it so many times you know and like yeah. have this thought like you know you're like but when you're in real life you're like oh i should have said this or whatever you know but like mm -hmm. in real life you wouldn't be able to take that time yeah. and like rethink this whole situation yeah. and it would have just you might like, blurt out something you don't mean you're like no wait i didn't mean that well, yeah. and it goes back to what we were saying with like max and his letters being the very bulk of the story and the the music when he's actually physically typing where it's like all of this like synergy around this thing that he's actually really good at and he w probably wouldn't have been really good at expressing himself in person to her right like that would have been uh, not oh, yeah. his best place you right. know yeah right that's what i said that's what all of us are saying just in a different way yeah you're just smarter than us so whatever sounds, sounds better we'll go with that one yeah, yeah. no the go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say you're more fun in animity. Like, like I don't know, like, like we grew up on the internet, so it's like, you know, like I don't know, being able to talk to somebody on MySpace, you're way cooler online than you are in real life. Kind of thing. Well, it kind of goes back. Was growing up. <laughs> it kind of goes back to what we were saying about voice actors and how like some of the best acting comes from the voice actors, whether they're not like held down there by their physicality yeah some of max's best work came yeah. mm -hmm, when he wasn't like held down by his physicality his right, most articulate right. yeah. mm -hmm. and then to flip the script on the like uh sacrificing right he sends her so when he's mad at her he sends her the the m, m from the typewriter but like that's also the thing that he was the master of the the thing that he was the best at the thing that he was able to like convey himself to the world through and he literally destroys part of it to like spite her which is kind of crazy and then mm -hmm. later as like an i'm sorry he gives away all of the figures of his no collection noblets collection and you know that was like his his chocolate to marry right his candy to marry was the those things that he valued the most um mm -hmm. but the, the 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 crazy part for me is the like the hurtfulness of like i'm gonna pair this thing that i love and throw it at you basically right as like a way to to get you or whatever Dude. well i don't think it's hurtful i think yeah. what he's saying is he wrote this other letter right where he was trying to express himself and that wasn't enough to express how hurt he felt and he knew like so he did this thing that also as you pointed out jay it was like hurting himself like it injured his life to destroy his typewriter in that way but that was the action that like represented how badly he felt and i think you know a lot of times with people who have asperger's or who are on the spectrum we consider them to be non-emotional and the thing that this this movie does really well is it shows that like max felt this full spectrum of emotion like he was able to feel love and friendship and also like really betrayed and hurt by somebody and that Buzzled. sort of act, yeah and that <laughs> action embodies the hurt that he felt yeah that's yeah. a good point it's not even like you know, I think at the time, the, yeah, that's probably what people thought is that they, they were 
maybe not feeling emotion but in reality it's like no their emotions are in overdrive like they're mm -hmm. you know yeah. way more than we could yeah. attempt to master as we might try but yeah it was uh like i said just not something i expected out of like a movie that looks like this right and and knowing nothing about it right just going in blind it was like mm -hmm. a big surprise a pleasant one though right in the beginning sure. since i was awake for the beginning of it I was like watching J2 because you know how it like introduces Australia and then how it introduces New York with like literal gunshots and stuff like so loud. I'm just like, <laughs> just like, I don't know if he knows what kind of movie this is gonna, you know. Also, it's like, this is what Australians think of us Americans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is they, like, they're it's not telling, wrong. right? There's like this thing that people try to instill in others where they're like, everybody wants to move to America. It's like, no, like, that's just not the truth. <laughs> and this is like a point blank view of that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I think we're coming to like a closing point here. Anything you guys want to get out? I'm going to just get out a few things. Most of you guys want, but I'm going to go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was based on a true story that was listed in the beginning, the like opening credits. Uh, apparently, the director actually did have like a pen pal relationship like this with in someone New York, in New York. Right? Yeah. yeah, the director is Australian. For those who don't know, I didn't know. Um, this was the first animated film to ever premiere at Sundance in like, wow. the, like what is what is akin to the headlining spot of Sundance. Oh, okay. Um, and. That was kind of crazy to me, but like, is it is it worthy of it? I think so. It's like a, it's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was all I actually had. Yeah, it definitely rivals all the shit we watched this year at Sundance. I there was a few really oh, good wow. things at Sundance, but no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, this is this. definitely can sit alongside those if anything it's high art yeah. oh yes oh. High art. As, I, as i hold my wine glass oh, yes. high <laughs> art. oh. i like the corona yes. better art. Corona special. <laughs> one of my favorite details speaking of the typewriter and the m that he rips off is like the letters after that just don't have an m like in this in the spots yeah. where they're supposed to be I was like, oh yeah it's so good i love he's the detail the, he's writing the mayor and it's like the mayor <laughs> It's like the yeah. It's like the fine should be a minimum of a million dollars, and it's like an alien dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, one more thing, I just remembered the typewriter actually worked. It was a real yeah. working mini typewriter. I saw mm -hmm. that. That's took him you know, nine weeks to make that or something. Oh. Next level artistry again. I, I think face. also the the like tea bag maker that her dad has, where it, like well like doesn't have the, the factory he works in mm -hmm. i yeah. think that was like an actual functioning machine too that's crazy yeah that's awesome yeah. love it that was one thing i kind of wanted to talk about was like just her parents and like her oh true life you know like i might be kind of stealing this from jay i can't really see but like you know his, her dad like works and works and works and then finally retires to do what he wants and like go to, like looking for his um metal and stuff and he just dies and he just fucking dies you know yes. like tsunami. work oh you have to finish and then you can start your life after you retire it's Bullshit. like no yeah it yeah it gave yeah. me uh Coraline vibes like the dad is working non-stop the mom doesn't give a mm -hmm. shit right mm -hmm. but in a much more <laughs> intense way because mom is just straight alcoholic <gasps> like yeah 
Tasting the sherry, brother. Tasting yeah, the sherry. And then I'll drink to that, that. That bottle of Bailey's. <laughs> I feel like I think that was the the moment I was like, oh shit, is this kind of more adult theme? When it literally just said Bailey's on that bottle, I was like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is taking a turn that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My my last thing to say is like a very personal thing. James confirmed it, but when <laughs> you guys invited me on to talk about this i was like oh shit i haven't seen this movie in a while i used to be fucking obsessed with it i hope it's not too weird and then like at first i was like ah it's fucking too weird like the first (laughs) the first two weeks i was like oh it's too weird or what's too weird it was too weird i thought i started being like oh god this is such a weird movie i'm like i feel bad that they're watching it and then like i started going And then it kept going, and I was like, no, this is beautiful. This is perfect. Yeah. And then, like I said, Will was with me watching it, and he was, like, like interested in it. And then the yeah. last moment happened, and I fucking forgot the last uh... lines that Max says. And then he said them, and I had this flashback. I was like, oh, shit, I used to say this to everyone. This used to be, like, <laughs> my drunk thing to do, which would be, like, drunk catchphrase. Like, you are my <laughs> best friend. And, like... James confirmed it today, being like, Helen used to say that. He used to say it all the time. That's the only reason I, mean, I knew so about funny. this movie. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I feel like it's a simple little thing that he says, but it's so good. And it captures yeah. so much oh, of, like, impactful. The whole, yeah. the whole last little monologue he has for is really good. Mm-hmm. I think, it, like, and he even comes to terms with his doctor, it was like he's he's like you know he, he kind of has resentments towards his doctor, but he says, Doctor Bernard Bernard Hasselhoff also said that everyone's lives are like a very long sidewalk. Some's are some are well paved, others like mine have cracked banana skins and cigarette butts. Your sidewalk is like mine, but probably not as many cracks. Hopefully one day our sidewalks will meet, and when we can share a can. Of condensed milk. You are uh, my best friend. Cheers, brother. You are my only friend. Condensed milk. I'm literally oh. tearing up. It's so good. And then I got to turn to Will and tell him that. And I was like, Jacqueline was asleep. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to share it. I didn't get to share that <laughs> Just looked over with tears but in your eyes. You're like, fuck. Yeah. But, but maybe I'll send like... her some of my tears in a bottle. Uh... <laughs> But I feel like what he says is kind of what we mean to say to anyone who we have deep connections with. Like for Max and Mary, it was just the two of them. But for a lot of us, we have like a lot of relationships, friendships, family ships, love ships that are like very important to us. And it's really hard to express like how important an individual is. And I feel like Max just did it. Yeah. And it literally like is like counter to his whole persona of here's this like epic poem beautifully written where the most impactful thing that he probably says in the whole movie is like a handful of syllables and like a handful Mm -hmm. of words you know wow and it uh yeah hit me like a ton of fucking bricks dude hit me like a air conditioner thrown out of the window (laughs) (laughs) did i cry yeah for sure, oh. uh, of course. I should easy. say it's easy clap. Just... It's a given. It's too good. He cried a lot. I cry easily. Yeah. Will was like a little teary-eyed, but he definitely cried more at the end of Ratatouille 
went at this. <laughs> so, yeah. so I almost suggested that. Nice. So I felt the same way, Helen. They were like, we don't know what to do. And I won the freaking thing to pick the thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick this. And I knew Adrian was gone. I'm like, all right, they have to invite Helen, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, another claymation, another animation. We did like, not. Was, was we did joke. not. Although we haven't. I'm not even sure humans actually exist anymore in movies. <laughs> I, like... So I was really nervous. And then when it started, I was like, and then I fell asleep. I'm like, oh my God, is it that boring? And then I fell asleep. Like, they're all going to hate it. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I haven't heard your scores, but I'm glad that you see That's funny. Before she fell asleep, there was a point where she turned and was like, you like this, right? Like, it's, you know, it's funny. It, the writing is good. And I was just like, just getting the confirmation yes. so she could go to sleep okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Copium okay. was too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a little bit of that but i was like yes like I, don't worry this is this is amazing yeah uh yeah th this is our what fourth fifth sixth claymation fifth or animated sixth, movie in a, row. in a row and i ain't mad i love this shit animation is and best. next week next week's another not claymation but uh animation but animation um but no this was like i said wasn't expecting any of it um it was really really impactful so uh like any your, other uh, going into your review jay i was going Go to ahead. but i want to give the floor to anybody that has anything else any rounding thoughts uh i just want to shout out a couple jokes that i thought were fucking great okay <laughs> this is worth it when he explains where babies come from when max does oh my god <laughs> he's like mm -hmm. this is what my mom told me he's like jews egg or lay eggs or <laughs> jews were laid by rabbits or rabbis. Fuck, that's what she said. Huh? She says rabbits. It's like, Come on. Non-Jewish people are in eggs laid by fucking Catholic nuns, and then atheists are in eggs laid by fucking lo dirty, lonely po prostitutes or whatever. <laughs> this shit was so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, like so the communist one. Oh. The communist yeah. one is so good. Just like, although <laughs> I was a communist. Yeah. <laughs> so good her neighbor that we didn't mention at all was like ptsd doesn't oh, leave his homophobia. house homophobia yeah that shit was pretty good oh, finally yeah. corrects herself <laughs> later on when homophobia she goes well, it killed me well and to go back to how this is a true story the the pen pals i correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure i read this a long time ago um but the director writer based it off of his experience being gay, right? So that homophobia joke kind of hits a little bit harder when you know oh. that, and that like, mm -hmm. yeah. And so mm -hmm. like the two characters who are outcast kind of are like a metaphor for his experience with that. Oh, nice. That was such a clever joke, dude. I was yeah. like, oh, could not have been better. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the God hates fat people uh, shirt or whatever when they're like working out. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Um, I'm looking. For, oh, okay. This one's kind of a more of like a Twitch thing. But there's a part where like Mary starts writing on her arm. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Was it? I just wrote. I, I don't remember what she was writing. His address when she. Oh yeah. Address. Mm -hmm. address, address. Well, the note I wrote is Mary out here writing on her arm for subs, which is like. <laughs> If you're into the Twitch yeah. scene, you'll get that streams. one. Don't know. If you know, you know. It's okay. It's whatever. I'm scanning. I think that's about it. God, I'm like, why did the I water, fuck up that joke thing was, so bad? 
really then, cute you yeah, know yeah. when all of the numbers were never even close to his number and then he just and he's just standing there with his fucking fan on his head and it's just circling around him he's like holy shit uh yeah so funny. that was that was nice okay okay all right i'm done ready are we ready for reviews ready. yeah reviews who's yeah. going first you me yeah yeah you already started oh jeez. okay uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, the the thing that I always know that it's a good movie that we do when we talk about the, like, thing that the movie's trying to make you more so think about than the movie itself, where the movie itself kind of takes a backseat to the conversation, even though the movie itself in this case is, like, also equally as beautiful. Um, the way that it conveys the message is, like, could not be better and the fact that it came out in 2009 kind of blows my mind like it's very much feels ahead of its time feels almost a little bit timeless uh and you know i think like helen said at the beginning looking this looking at this through the eyes of you know 2021 or whatever like it just feels like the right thing and like we need more of these kinds of things to like help us understand things that are deemed like different or taboo or what or whatever right not taboo but like like we said that autism kind of portrayed as this thing that needs to be cured instead of understood right so more of that i think is what we need and the fact that like this movie is so it it wraps all of these like very complicated concepts into like a package that almost anybody can understand in an hour and a half in a medium that takes so fucking long to make is like i don't know could there be a more high labor of love here i don't i don't know and it's it's gonna be like you know a broken fucking record when we talk about the artistry of stop motion animation but <laughs> it doesn't get any higher for me like this is <laughs> art you know Adrian's rolling in his grave. He probably is. Adrian, just kidding. But, you know, all of these things, the visuals, the sound, the writing, put together, the acting, uh, make it a movie that I know I can, I'll be able to turn back to when I'm older and still, like, pull things out of it. A movie that I can recommend to people but be, like, you know, it's kind of weird, but just keep watching, like, one of those, you know, <laughs> descriptions of people. But, like, yeah, you know that the reception they'll have of the movie is going to be most likely really good, or they'll come away with something from it, and you'll have a conversation with that person. And to me, like, that is, like, the purpose of art, is to, like, have these conversations and realize these things and talk about them. Um, and to put that in, like, a score form is difficult to to not like blow it you know out of the water but i think it's like a 9.5 for me holy shit way up there way up there. i don't want to go nice. second but i want to say i tried to make you watch this movie a long time ago yeah that's true but now you like it. i think i mean it would i think it would hit different if if you just had like the time behind it all right james you go then oh shit okay <laughs> um 
so I do agree with most of what Jay said. But I think I think this movie can not be super palatable for a, a large audience. I think I think if you're not willing to be invested in the characters and like I don't know, like I don't know I could I don't know if I could just show this to my mom, you know what I mean? I don't think that I can comfortably say that she would enjoy this movie. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like it's 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 very dark. The the humor's out there in a way. I don't think that it's super palatable for everybody, but it doesn't mean that I don't like it. But I but I think that could be a problem to other people. So I don't know if that affects my score at all, really. But I think it it could be just kind of strange for people. I, I feel like talking about mental illness and in, in such a way when when I when I finished the movie, I was wondering, I I, I, I kind of pondered the question myself, does this really help awareness for those kind of things? Because because some of the comedy was kind of strange maybe a little retracting to me even though i like the comedy of it but i was thinking of that i was like i don't know would people be offended by this would people find it just i don't know just just strange but i don't know the the art obviously is really interesting it's it's funny to see just like I don't know if all these characters are just so like ugly uglily made like they're just so weird <laughs> looking ears Shrek ears. like 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 the Shrek ears are so hilarious and like I don't know it's funny it's funny like in the grand scheme of things like when when you when when you when we had this conversation you see that it's like all on purpose like even even the dog or even the cat has one eye like every everybody around is imperfect which is like the big the big takeaway that you can get from this movie is just that everybody has their imperfectness and that's what makes connections with other other people just that much stronger mm-hmm but it, it it is hard to rate. I think when Jay said it's hard to put a number on something like this, it's like it's interesting. Did I did I did I really love the movie or did I really love being with my friends, my only friends <laughs> talking about it? Oh. <laughs> what what else goes back to what Jay Yeah. I know. And that's what's and I guess that like makes the movie better is because we can share the shared experience of appreciating the art. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> give us a number. Come, I'm trying to give a number. I'm trying Stalin, to come up with a Stalin. number. I think uh, uh, I'm thinking an eight point three for me. Okay. I think eight point three out of James. Yeah. 
Anyone want to go next? Anyone? No. Uh, I'll uh, follow. I'll follow James. Okay. When he was talking about you <laughs> know his mom. Don't kill me too hard. No, but when you were talking about your mom and Nita not liking something, like I definitely agree that this is a movie that a lot of people would dislike, and I think that speaks to it being good. And I think there's like a common phrase. That's like something like, if everybody loves you, you must be doing something wrong, right? Like, mm. nothing that good doesn't have pushback. It's just what I'm going to offer. I love pause. Yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic. Like, got it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now to move into my number. I'm not trying to be like, every time this bitch comes on this podcast, she's going to say 10. But like, I didn't recommend this one. You just happened to choose my two favorite movies of all time and this Holy is the shit. second one and it's a 10 out of 10. i could come out here and i could be like maybe this could be better maybe that could be better but i really can't i can't think of one thing in this movie that could be better nice wow yeah, very concise Holy that's, shit. that's it that's it anything else yeah that's good. what she wow. wrote okay jordan you want to go over Tar- you go? yeah go ahead okay yeah, dude, like Jay was saying, this movie caught me off guard in so many ways. Like, I was ready, I was like, Claymation, this is going to be fucking beautiful. I'm, like, ready for that part of it. And once it got into all the themes and stuff, I was like, holy guacamole. <laughs> I, I don't know, I've never seen this kind of stuff in a movie, and especially done this well. Like, the portrayal of, like, different, like, uh, mental like mental illnesses and all that stuff like doesn't really get better than this like there's so many other movies that just do such a shitty job of it like joker suck it adrian you're not here to defend that dog shit movie (laughs) (laughs) um but these characters are just living in society man (laughs) These, (laughs) these characters are just so real and like the way they explain asperger's just to like the general like audience where i didn't I don't know, like, they just did such a good job with it. Like, obviously, I don't know if kids are going to, like, be super into it, but I don't really care. Like, not movies don't need to be for everyone, right? Like, fuck them kids. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> but about. also, like, we got we to gotta realize that just because something is cartoony, it doesn't have to be for kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's not for kids. <laughs> yeah, especially the fucking when she's like about to hang herself and all that shit i was so worried i was like is that valium gonna do something to the baby i was like oh my god i was so scared i don't know what valium is i know that baby's probably all jacked up that's why it looked all funky shrek baby dude yeah but yeah i don't know the themes were just portrayed so fucking well i think jay's right the claymation definitely helps with that Especially, like, the relationship between a 40-year-old man and an 8-year-old kid is just, like, inherently weird to us. But it just works in this movie, right? Um, the comedy in this movie was really fucking good. Like, it was so nuanced. Like, you, like there's some stuff that I probably didn't catch in, like, the next viewing. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't notice that the first time. Like, it's so detailed. And, like, the claymation is just so beautiful. Like, the way they portray the two cities, it's like Max lives in the place where Eraserhead fucking takes place is black and white New York and it's all shitty and um, Mary lives in Australia where it's like colorful but it's still bland and I don't know it's it was really a really good contrast to me let's see anything else in my notes here uh, 
I wrote all the jokes down. Fuck me. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I was I don't know. I didn't have any expectations going into it. But thanks, Jordan, for making me watch this. Appreciate that. Thanks, Helen, for being my best friend. <laughs> my only you friend. My best friend. <laughs> you are my only. <laughs> Doesn't even thank her own brother. She's like, fuck, fuck <laughs> 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 thank Helen. <laughs> Just because she made, I mean, whatever. I like, I like <laughs> made, I made like six people watch, I watched this movie once alone, like semi-drunk, and then I was like, everyone needs to watch this movie, and one of the people I made watch it was Jordan, so. Nice. nice. What was your score? Did you give it, or did no, I, I cut this it. off? Okay, sorry. No, but <laughs> that quote just made me real, remember to shout out the voice acting. Amazing. Fucking, I don't know. It's really fucking good. I don't know what to score this either. It's very fucking hard. Because, like, obviously I would recommend it to people. Like, it's really good. But it's like, I don't know. Uh, fuck. Uh, 8.6. Alright. One more to All go. Right. Okay, last one. I'll try to keep it precise, too. <sighs> Yeah, so I've probably only seen this like two or three times, but I'll just piggyback what you guys were saying. Like the claymation, I am, you know, quote unquote, fake artist person who does clay. So I fucking appreciate it so much and just like all the time that goes into it. But you're right. It helps dramatize everything. Like how would you ever cast this like overweight Jewish atheist, like, you know, aspect, like all like how, who would you choose and how would it be like this innocent and like how would you put this birthmark on this kid and like all this stuff and have this kid act as if they were going to hang themselves i don't know that's just like fucked up and crazy but the claymation is beautiful but it's also like yeah it helps a lot too and i think like when james was saying earlier about max like oh he's dealing with like these two things i'm like this fucking movie deals with like obesity it deals with mental illnesses it deals with suicide addiction like so the heaviest much of heavy shit so much shit and it just proves that like everyone has so much shit and it's like maybe not as dramatic but it's never like you know a lot of movies i think they focus on one and they have like that one character that has one of these things that's going mm -hmm. through one of these things and it's like always resolved in the end blah 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 this one has a million that kills multiple people you know like her mom and like all this stuff and it's like real ass consequences that are being you know like portrayed the right way i think because it's not always i don't know you know like she still took the volume like you said and not hung herself but she still did something she still was doing something that whole time being like addicted to alcohol and stuff too so i just think that's wild and i think it's the realist and um i love my friends and this is <laughs> <laughs> realize it and i'm so <laughs> glad that we're like Somewhat coming out of COVID so I can hug my friends more <laughs> because it was hard. Like, I, like, would cry so much during COVID and tell Jay, like, I feel so disconnected and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's so different for you boys. And he's like, just hang out with them on, on FaceTime. And I'm like, it's not the same, you know? Like, you guys have, you guys Wait. have spent... 90% of your time talking over the fucking internet and like we would t text just to like meet up you know like mm -hmm. I don't know it was, it was such a fucking shift for our girl gang and I missed you guys we're back but we stayed you know the whole time you know like 
it's never mm-hmm. broken just like you said you take the breaks i have a kid shit happens you know people move people get jobs and like you know the friendships that that stick like you come back to them and you know almost like nothing happens and you acknowledge the you know things you just went through but yeah like everyone i don't know what the fucking rating is i think it's like a nine something like nine point six just to one up j1 okay okay well did you do it oh thanks sorry adrian not sorry i want everyone to know that like seriously the two movies you've had me on for are like my two favorite movies. I'm That's not just wild. giving tens. Yeah. I'm not yeah. just giving tens out to anything. Like this is like these are the only really two really. tens. <laughs> the only two. Oh man. Okay. That brings us to a collective fumbler score weighted of five people in nine point two. Boom. Wow. Hall of Fame this just like is baby. officially. In the Fumbler Hall of Fame. Good. Um, it's such a good movie. So yeah. It's, it's I amazing. hope that Adrian finds the time to watch this. I really hope he watches it. I know movie. he won't because he was so mad that I chose it. He was like, I'm glad I'm going to be gone. And I'm just like, okay. He He's probably, where is he right now? Portland. Oregon. He's probably drunk right now, feeling those feels, but hasn't had a person concise it to, you are my best friend, you are my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> All of you just texting. Yes, really You're my friend. You're my own. Eight point five for my mom. See, James, I got my mom to watch this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Karen watched this movie. Mm-hmm. She watches the mom. She, she watched the yeah. Kira. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to like Gerald? diss my mom saying that she would <laughs> like it. It's like All right, I, I think, don't know. I think your dad would like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think the witty, the the one-liners and all that stuff. The New he, Yorker. He would have your a. Dad would like. He would have a hearty like laugh. Yeah, yeah. And he likes he likes New York. Yeah, New York. He likes all the right. Jews. Reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nine point two out of us. Um, let us know what you guys thought about this movie. Uh, if you haven't already, and yeah, watch this one. It's like it's really intense, but like good for the feels. Uh, next week we may or may not be doing Luca, and you can find out the answer on our socials, which you can find always at filmpublish.com. Um, I think that's it. Helen, Jordan, that's all special thanks. Thank you guys. Wow, so much <laughs> to myself again, for, for yeah. coming on. Yes, and always a good you. time. Maybe I have some news for us? Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot. What is that? I was like, well, Jordan. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Jordan, I just got to say, you are my best friend. You are my only friend. And that's why we're doing this new endeavor together. Perhaps, maybe. We're, we're, <laughs> what? We're, it's out in the public now. We're, gonna, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um. Jordan and I are, drumroll please. Jordan, you announce it. We're starting our own podcast with oh. these guys. Whoa. Damn. End the stream. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Show and you disrespect me in front of my family. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I think What is it about? Do you have a name? What is no, it about? Fine.
No, you're good. You know, cringe. Cringeship. Do you say cringeship? Yeah, cringeship. I like that. Cringeship coming soon. Cringeship coming. Is that the name that should be about? Maybe. That's the. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. You know, and it's about the people around you. You know, your only friends who you can share those share experiences these with. horrifying experiences with because we all have them and we shouldn't be ashamed we should just come together and laugh at ourselves That's so yeah. and love and love each can other I be on it yeah <laughs> duh. we're gonna have a guest every episode Damn. yes cool. pretty much yeah so we'll go. be uh unless nobody wants to be on after <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be in the me. works it's in the works we're coming at you hot produced by filmfumblers.com yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Edited, filmed, produced. Are you by... Are you guys starting a um podcast network? Is it Film Fumblers? Now is it are. a different name? I'm putting you That's on the, the spot. Yeah. It's it it's Fumblers is the official or whatever the name that we've thrown around. Just Fumblers cutting the film because Fumblers could be anything, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Fumblers Productions. It's kind of this idea of like let's get our friends to do this shit too, and then let's put it all on the internet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're like really excited. I'm excited yeah. for yeah, this for new sure. show. Basically, um, co- cultivate communities to help other communities cultivate communities. We all yeah. share communities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, it, put that on the, the website. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll update all that stuff. Uh, super excited. We'll keep you guys posted. Cringeship. No, that's gonna be so fun. Cringeship. Helen and I yeah. have wanted. A TV show of our own for so many years, and yeah. it's like we'll never get one. No, there, so. there's a lot of TV. I'm just gonna say this: there's a lot of TV shows that started this podcast. So, we'll be we'll be on. Yeah. We could be on True TV, and we'll do some <laughs> that free the, TV. The Burke Shore, Albuquerque Shore. <laughs> oh yeah! There we go. Throwing beer bottles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll post about it on our yeah. Instagram. I assume probably all the other stuff. So yeah, thank you guys. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I think thanks that for having me. Of course, yes. Anytime, every time. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers.